What do you need to do to succeed in population health and value-based care? Welcome to Atos Radio North America. My name is Mary Saroy and I am the Vice President of Population Health and Value-Based Care for Atos. And today I'd like to discuss a maturity model that you can use to evaluate how your organization is doing in succeeding in value-based care. So today we're talking about population health and value-based care. Uh, two definitions that I'd like to ensure that we're on the same page about before we get started. When I think about value-based care, I'm specifically focusing on the progression of financial risk from the fee-for-service world through uh, full risk, uh, taking on full risk for both uh, contract and, and, uh, and care performance. When I think about population health, on the other hand, I'm thinking about the progressive identification of, of, of healthcare risks. So your low risk patients being your generally healthy patients, maybe they have acute episodes of need, but in general they're pretty healthy and little to worry about. Moderate risk might be uh, stable chronic conditions. Uh, you might be focused on utilization management for them and controlling the exacerbation of whatever their chronic conditions are. Um, but you're really focused on scalable, um, on, on scalable evidence-based care as in, in managing their care. And the high-risk patients are really those multiple chronic conditions. And high-risk patients, you'd also start to consider the social determinants of health. So you take uh, two people with the same problem list from a medical perspective, same medication list. Uh, both have a history of smoking. One lives in an affluent neighborhood with a supportive family, uh, gets her out and about, and um, has has care at home. Versus the second, who has who lives alone, socially isolated, who lives in a three-story walk-up and has congestive heart failure. Um, that person, that second person, is going to be a higher risk patient, and interventions and care models might be different. So when I think about population health management, I think specifically about the risk stratification of the patient population versus the management of risk from a financial perspective in the contracting approach. ATOS looks at, at managing the health of a population in a value-based care environment uh, by placing the consumer at the center of our model. And the reason it's a consumer and not a patient or a member or an enrollee is because depending on where the consumer is on their healthcare journey and what their level of risk is, um, they have decisions, different decisions, and they could decide to come to your organization for services to buy healthcare, healthcare in the payer space or health plan space, or to receive services either in the physician offices or at an alternative site like a CVS or a Walgreens. So, it, it is no longer about patient or member satisfaction and the assumption that they will always be with you. It is that they have choices. Um, they are becoming more and more informed and um, they can decide to receive care by services elsewhere. And putting the consumer at the center, then we look at five different dimensions. And I'll address each dimension separately, but to just call them out individually to start with. And we begin with leadership strategy and commitment. If you don't have that organizational capacity and alignment in place, you're not going to succeed in the other dimensions, and you're certainly not going to succeed in value-based care and effectively managing the health of a population. The next two dimensions 
are very data focused. So the first would be data aggregation. That is bringing all the data that you need together. And then the second is the so what factor of all of this data being together. So what do we do with it? The data analytics and business intelligence that you apply to using the data in meaningful ways. Why do we want to use it in meaningful ways? For two reasons. Um, one is, the, is the, thir- the fourth dimension, to develop and understand models of care and how they're working. So the different models of care for the two women that we discussed, uh, the one who lives in a three-story walk-up might still need the higher cost resource of a skilled nurse, care manager, case manager, social work going to her home on a regular basis versus the, the one with her family support at home um, might just have a telehealth uh, intervention and some remote patient monitoring devices for uh, maybe a Bluetooth uh, weight uh, to be sent in with indication to a caregiver of any exacerbation or decline in condition. The second reason is around consumer engagement. So using data and analytics to, to better engage consumers, whether it's through models of care, like the example I shared about telehealth and having uh, remote patient monitoring or home uh, Bluetooth devices, but also in how they interact with your organization proactively as consumers are prone to do. So to stop, to stop and talk about each, uh, each dimension separately for a moment, when I think about leadership strategy and commitment, I think about a number of different things. The first and foremost is that um, do, do your leaders have an understanding of the value-based care contracts um, in which you are engaged, uh, the performance expectations of those contracts, um, and the data and how to use the data um, to measure the performance expectations. So those are the key things. And the, the, the other piece around leadership strategy and commitment that I think is worthy to talk about as well is uh, promoting data literacy across your organization. So not saying that uh, reports only belong to the analysts, but pushing it to the people who are making decisions at the point of care. So the actual physicians or call center uh, representatives involved in interacting with that consumer. Uh, and the second thing is promoting innovation. And all of this is, is new. Um, it's, it has to be done. We have to change healthcare. We can't continue to operate in the way, um, the way that we have been in the past. Our, our entire economy is at risk. We have to be innovative in our business models and in how we apply technology um, and learn from these business models and the new technology applications and either promote it because it was a success or stop doing it and change course um, and, and go another direction. So that's leadership strategy and commitment just to mention, um, to say a little bit about each dimension. Again, the second dimension is data aggregation. So pulling together all of the data that you have both within your organization, but also thinking about what data do you need to pull from outside of the organization that might be through the business partners that you're working with to deliver care services. Uh, it might be from the, from the patient or the consumer population. And then considerations, not only are we able to aggregate the data, but how, do we have data governance structures in place to ensure that when we talk about length of stay, uh, we, we, are, we are using the same metric across the board, as an example. So data standardization and data governance come into play. And then the last part I'd like to mention as part of data aggregation um, is the difference between 
um, clinicians using electronic medical record or electronic health record data versus the business and revenue cycle side that's been very used to using numbers in the finance and revenue cycle space, um, specific on the provider side at least. Um, so how do you begin to blend that so you can better affect that cost and quality curve? Um, understanding, for example, if all of a sudden you're seeing an increase in readmission rates coming from a particular a nursing unit, can you go back and look at staffing and tell if you have all new, uh, new nurses there and the intervention is some training on their behalf? Um, so, so bring that financial and clinical data together and kind of um, in, a single, in a single way so you really can begin to use the data um, for the next dimension, which is the data analytics dimension. So we have the leadership committed to collecting data, leveraging technologies, um, hopefully being a little innovative in how they apply the technologies and creating different models of different business models. Um, we have the data coming in to be aggregated and now what are you doing with it? So as we move through this progression of what have been records of care or departmental records if we want to talk about uh, financial data or revenue cycle data, bringing that together, uh, I talked about risk, patient risk stratification, um, understanding different, different levels of risk for the various types of consumers um, and pulling into account or taking into account uh, the social determinants of health. So social determinants of health, to take a little sidebar here, um, level of education. Uh, their zip code will tell you a lot about, um, about their social determinants of health, uh, their access to healthy food, their uh, employment status, are they part-time or full-time, uh, their access to transportation, all of this contributes to their ability to access and utilize care in the most cost-effective way, as well as to have quality outcomes. And then as we move along the progression from records of care to risk stratification, now we get into the true analytics of predicting behaviors so we can predict um, uh, unnecessary ED utilization, for example. Uh, prescriptive behavior, so based on uh, the evidence-based medicine, uh, what, do, what does the data tell us is the right intervention for this particular patient? And then eventually we will get into you know, the really neat, sexy stuff of personalized care as we get into genomics and, um, and things like that. And so we're pulling together, we're doing the analytics and the business intelligence through aggregated data that is your healthcare data, your consumer data, as well as the multiple, the, the multitude of device and IoT data that is available. So now we have the data. What do we do with it? We create different models of care so we can understand what are the co most cost-effective approaches to ensuring optimal outcomes. What are those desired outcomes? You have to define those up front so that you can measure if you achieve them or not. Um, how is care delivered differently based on what I already talked about related to social or, or physical determinants of health. So physical determinants of health might be access to um, you know, parks or recreation where they can participate in wellness activities. So the goal is to develop models of care that keep patients from rising along that risk continuum. You wanna keep them at the lowest uh, level of risk possible as much as possible. And then when these acute e uh, events happen, um, to, to get engaged and then bring them back down to the lowest level possible. 
you know, given that they might have a new normal uh, to deal with. They might, their new normal might be now that we're, I'm at a moderate risk. Okay, now we have a different way of intervening and communicating and working with this particular consumer. And then the last dimension is your consumer engagement. So think about your, you as a consumer. Um, one of the, one of my soapbox, uh, positions is people in general are not excited about their health care. Right? Nobody went out and is excited like they are to receive their box from Amazon, you know, to get the new shoes, to get whatever it is they've ordered and must have in two days. Um, people would prefer not to be consuming health care. They'd rather not be paying for health insurance. They'd rather not be sick and going to the doctor. They'd rather not be scared, in pain, afraid for themselves or their loved ones. And then we have this tremendous challenge in healthcare that it is, it is tremendously costly. Um, the majority of people who, de who declare bankruptcy um, do so because of their financial obligations out of, out of healthcare services. And then you find out that the majority of those folks actually have health insurance. So it's the copay and the additional payments um, that are causing that stress and pushing them into bankruptcy. And what a horrible place to be when you're already in a horrible position of needing to have healthcare services for whatever reason, whether you chose to or whether it was just by circumstance um, and an injury or an illness. So, and also consumers today are much more informed. They want to know how much is this going to cost? Where can I get the lowest cost? What is the best outcome? We think of outcomes in healthcare as one way and ask a consumer, and I guarantee you they won't describe it as unnecessary readmission. They're going to describe it different. So what is the, what does a consumer um, experience as uh, the best outcome or define as the best outcomes? And what are my options on where I receive care and how I receive care? Do I need to go to the physician office? Or can I get it at the CVS around the corner because I'm out of town and it's snowing and it's raining and it's two doors down as opposed to going across town? Um, so these are things that we need to be thinking about as an industry from the consumer engagement perspective. I would also encourage organizations to take advantage of your marketing departments in understanding what efforts they're, uh, they're doing in outreach uh, to bring your consumers into the organization for whatever services or products you're providing. So what do we do with this information? We have these five dimensions, leadership strategy and commitment, data aggregation, data analytics, care models, and consumer engagement. So what? So Atos offers a workshop where we'd be happy to come in and work with you and your leaders to do an assessment of where are you. We've developed a maturity model for each of those dimensions. So where is your organization? How are you performing in each of those areas um, that we've defined? And what then are your strategies to advance along, that, uh, along those dimensions to ensure that you're really taking a very thoughtful and aligned approach to managing the health of, of the population you serve and succeeding in the world of value-based care? For more information on the workshop, please check out the link in the episode description below. Uh, but also check back from time to time. We'll be doing deeper dives into each of the dimensions, so we'll look forward to sharing that information with you. This has been Atos Radio North America. <music>